Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 17 of the Okie Geek Podcast. I'm Michael Cross, along with Devin Green and Nikki Robinson. Joshua Unruh is out of town for his day job, unfortunately, so he is not joining us, and he is missing out. Yes, he certainly is. is. And he knows it. I know. We are live at the Frack Fest 2015 at the Paramount in Oklahoma City's Film Row. If you don't know what's going on, it's this weekend. It's all weekend long, and here's we're recording this on Friday night, and we've already had a whole bunch of people going, but right now it, we're in the, the, the party area, yep. but there's films still going on. Mm-hmm. So we, I, we don't know how late this is going to be even going. There's films going on all weekend, and I'm really excited for some of them. Yeah. What is, is it, was there something that, that you just look at the list? Devin, was there something in the, on the list that you were really excited about seeing? Yeah, actually, tomorrow. Um, I'm excited for the cosplay fashion show and discussion at 3:45 tomorrow. I know. I I'm saw super that of you. <laughs> yes, totally. I need to see if Louise is available from right? last week. Um, they have the conspiracy project, uh, the Wonder Pill, uh, a talk with Bob Chin, Bob Chin's movie, and Eventide. That looks like it might be interesting. I wanted to see how to become an outlaw, number one, tomorrow, and it's at 11.30. Uh-huh. And I wish I could... It's a little dark to read it, but the, it sounds really fun. They also have uh, women in filming at uh, 4.30. That one should be mm-hmm. interesting, because the film industry is still kind of a male-driven uh, It is. You're uh, right. Industry, Unfortunately. I mean, it's just like a lot of professional industries. I mean, that tends to be the case. But it's getting better. Um, I've taken several cinematography courses, and we're getting a lot of good female directors out there, which is one of the roles that hasn't been filled very often by a woman. So I'm really interested in seeing that tomorrow around 4.30. And I understand that they will also be giving away an award to uh, it's the Frackfest film female filmmaker awesome. award it was going to be the Ida Lupino but some some weird things happened with the Ida Lupino state so the the good news is that they are still going to be recognizing women in hey, film awesome. and it does it, it needs to be recognized because there are some great women out there and they're not getting the recognition they they deserve no, they're not. even though they're 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 winning Oscars yes. uh, the the Hurt Locker uh, mm-hmm. Director a couple of years ago. Take that, James Cameron. There's, there's, well, there have been some great female directors, female writers, but unfortunately, they're not the first people you think of. No, no, and uh, oh, I can't ever remember her name. She's just come out with a new movie. Um, gosh darn it! What is it? She was on NPR just the other day. Uh, but that's a new film that's coming out that I look forward to. Where. Uh, the female lead in that movie is uh, is the boss like person, and she gets an intern who ends up being. Oh, I can't even remember. <laughs> I'm so bad with names. If anyone remembers back to the that last guy project, with the hair. Tim Taylor. Remember the guy and with the face? That's, that's, <laughs> right? that's how my grandmother used to describe it. <laughs> He was in that movie with the thing and that the guy? stuff. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, I remember oh, that. Oh, Good Will Hunting. Yes, of course. Oh, Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, no, I don't think it's Matt Damon. It's, it's an older guy. Oh, Ben guy. Affleck. No. no. <laughs> it's, it's an older Ben-Man gentleman. And, but it sounds like it's going to be really interesting because it, it, we, we were talking about role reversals. Mm-hmm. And it's the young woman 
who is the boss and then an older gentleman comes in and is very old school and like kind of really schools everyone on how to be a gentleman again because you have these young guys you're very cavalier oh it's the, is it the intern with yeah, Robert De Niro yes there we go the intern okay okay I, I, she said intern I thought are you talking about the comedy with Robert De Niro yes, it's yes, yes. I, I and very that much had a woman writer the woman writer the writer was a woman on that one and uh, she uh, she did several other ones that are really good, but I'm really excited for that one. I'm definitely going to go to the theaters and see that. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking about films, and right now we're going to go on a pause real quick, and we're going to go grab some uh, director or some filmmakers and uh, be right back. And that's pretty much what we're going to try and do for the rest of this podcast, and then we'll be also doing some more tomorrow. But tonight we want to just kind of talk to some people who are here, so we'll be right back. All right, we are live here at FrackFest 2015 here at the Paramount in Oklahoma City. I'm Michael Cross along with Nikki Robinson and Devin Green. And we are joined right now by Paul South of Kansas City. And, Paul, you have directed Roasting KC. We've already seen it. It was already uh, featured earlier tonight. Tell us a little bit about this film. Uh, well, it's a, uh, it's a short documentary film. It's about a Kansas City-based graffiti artist, and it follows him around the streets of Kansas City, urban core, things like that. And he gets up, he, you know, does a little graffiti here and there, gets in a little mischief, talks about what inspires him, things like that. So it's a, it's a definite must-see if you, if you have a, a Vimeo account or anything like that. But, uh, right on. Why did you decide to be a filmmaker? Why did, what got you into doing this? Just kind of uh, in high school, I'd mess around with the camera here and there, and little by little, you know, it becomes a little more serious as you go along. So here I am today. Documentaries aren't easy, uh, and, and as everyone knows, because it takes a lot of time to put these together. Why did you decide to go documentary and not go some kind of a feature film or, or more fictional work? I had, uh, it's, it's really the first documentary mm -hmm. I ever filmed, and I thought it was a perfect subject matter for it. I, uh, I have a lot of friends in the local graffiti scene, and um, it just Kansas City has a very strong graffiti scene. Um, and it just seemed like the right type of uh, subject matter for that, the right type of documentary. How long did it take you to make this film? When did you start on it? Uh, we shot it in the spring of okay. this year. Okay. And uh, we had, a, we had a, a deadline we were trying to get to, and we hit it really hard. Cool. And uh, we, we put all hands on deck. Right. And um, we got all the homies to come out <laughs> and, uh, you know... So what was your deadline? Was it a self-imposed deadline, or did you... Uh, we, had a, we had a Kansas City uh, film competition coming oh, for cool. that. It Good. was called Every Picture Tells a Story. And awesome. it was a, it's a, a yearly documentary competition they do in Kansas City. Mm -hmm. It's uh, short documentaries, and they have to be about an artist. And we filmed it for that. We had about a couple months, and we, we kicked ass at awesome. it. Awesome. Like, awesome. I don't know if I can say that. Sure. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I don't know. You know, PG-13 or whatever. I think you can but, say uh, that about your art. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 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 Awesome. It's awesome. Yours, so. Be proud. Yeah. Be proud. Well, we kicked all kinds of ass. And, um, <laughs> Good job. And we, we, won, uh, we, won, we won first place at it. And we won Sweet. the Audience Choice Award. Awesome. And, um, so good. You know, it was a great night. And um, I was... You know, very pleased with yeah. the results for sure. As well, you should be. That's yeah. awesome. And you so, know, it doesn't usually graffiti artists don't give very good rap. Right. So was it your choice to try and show a, a positive side of these artists rather than the negative side? They tend to get from mainstream media and, and main, the mainstream. Um, some some artists want to have a positive spin to what they do, but this guy's definitely a hoodlum. Mm -hmm. He don't he don't he doesn't give a darn mm -hmm. about what yeah. he does <laughs> yes. so um you know we we want to show him for what what he was 
um, what inspires him. You know, we, he's he's very good at what he does. Like he doesn't throw up some crappy gang stuff yeah. and some scribble scrabble and stuff like that. He's very good at what he does, but he prefers to do the illegal stuff. It's just kind of what what drives him. And we had to do a good job of hiding his identity mm-hmm. because you know he can naturally get in trouble for right. stuff like that. But um, you know the, it. It was it was unlike anything else I've really had to ever film before. That's for sure. No, and it was telling a story. Do you yeah. feel like there's a statement in why they go for the more you know not necessarily within the bounds of the law, kind of as far as government goes? Because I know a lot of graffiti artists. It's definitely an art form for them, and so maybe that goes. And oh, I don't know how to word it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but I'd, I'd say it's definitely like a. I, it, it might be the rush. Yeah, you know? or just kind yeah. of, kind of like I got a spot that that no one else has gotten before. Like people kind of wonder how would you yeah. get to that spot? You know. Like, yeah, like sometimes like you see them in such obscure places, and it's like, how did they even get there? Mm-hmm. And exactly. like they had to do some parkour or something. <laughs> I'm not even sure. But uh, as far as an art form goes, do you think that? <clears throat> because it, it does kind of blurred line there that it's just as much an art form as anything else. Right. There are definitely like some some spots that are uh, that are that are more low key. Mm-hmm. You know, like where they can take their time and stuff. And we showed that in our movie too. Okay. Where you know we would hang out with them. We'd just be drinking beers, hanging out with all the buddies and all the guys and stuff like that. And there are other spots where he'd be filming. It's like okay, you got to get in and get out. Mm-hmm. That kind of that yeah. kind of thing. So. You don't have a lot of time. Yeah. Exactly. Paul, what do you want to do next? Um, I've got a, uh, I've got a, a short film mm-hmm. that I'm working on. Um, I, I wrote the script for it. Uh, my, my buddy and I, we, we co-produced some stuff and it's a, it's a, a Mexican gangster mm-hmm. movie. It's called Veterano, like that's Spanish for vet, veteran, oh, like, okay. a veteran yeah. like a veteran kind of gangster. Yeah. Um, it's based on a lot of our, uh, life experience and stuff like that. We're from a, a Hispanic, uh, community mm-hmm. in the inner city of Kansas city. Oh, wow. So we base yeah. it a lot of, a lot of life story, just kind of a lot of, it's a, it's a very good action movie and we're really hoping to get it, get it produced and shot soon. So awesome. what did it mean to have you have your documentary here in Oklahoma city? Um, I, I wanted to get it in something regional, mm-hmm. you know, some, some people, um, you know, that could kind of appreciate that Midwestern sort of style and stuff like that, mm-hmm. because, you know, East coast, West coast, they have their own their own spin on things mm-hmm. and I figured you know roasting KC we're only one letter off from roasting OKC right <laughs> yeah, so. Paul I thank you very much for coming this is Paul South from roasting KC thank you so very much for joining us yeah thanks a lot thank I really you. enjoyed it and we are back at Frackfest at Paramount in Oklahoma City, Frackfest 2015, talking to uh, Mark Williams right now, the writer and director of Violet and Happy Free Joe, the actress who stars in it. Uh, Mark, let's let's talk with you uh, just real quick. What, tell us about your, your, your film. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, it's, uh, it's a psychological thriller uh, that we shot uh, everything here in Oklahoma. It is... Uh, it is a, it's a feature film, my second feature film, that uh, right now it's in the film festival circuit. So we are in uh, 21, 21 film festivals so far. Oh, my gosh. And so, yeah, we're just, we're Busy just schedule, uh, huh? enjoying the ride right now. How long is it? 45 minutes. 45 minutes. How long did that take to film? It's, uh, we shot it in 17 days. Oh, wow. 17 days over, over six months. Uh, scheduling was a big uh, issue with this film. 
we had cast and crew coming from all over Oklahoma and Kansas. So uh, just finding a weekend where anybody, everybody can be free was a big challenge. That's so. usually the biggest, the biggest problem challenge. when it comes is finding free schedule, especially if on an indie film. Uh, I've done some film classes too, and that is like the biggest issue is scheduling and that's where your producer and stuff really comes handy is when you have someone that can schedule all that happy how tell us about what what your character does what what is what is your character all about in this show um well carrie harold um plays uh mike harold's wife so mike is the son of violet so, uh, I don't want to give it away, <laughs> but um, she kind of gets, like, haunted uh-huh. by his, you know, his deceased, mental, mentally ill mother-in-law, and kind of, in some way, tries to possess her to do what she did right. when she was alive and what she, you know, was um, in trouble for, I guess. You know, um, just a little bit about the movie. So I just, um, even though it's, I felt like, I mean, I, I did a lot of work in it, which was really cool because I was like, oh, I got a lot of scenes in here. This is really nice. <laughs> but it was, it was it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's got some spooky and creepy feel to it, which I really like. I love, you know, anything spooky. Yeah. You know? scary movies and stuff so it was really fun I give you props for that because I am a big scaredy cat so it's just like I can imagine acting it like you know it's not real but you have to really believe it when you're doing it so you get those emotions across and so I give you props for sure for that yeah. and having like it was also I'm guessing shot out of order because it's a it's a film not play how do you deal with the suspenseful moments when you're not shooting things kind of in order, I'm, I'm, I'm an actor, but I mostly have done theater. How do you get into that that character, knowing that you've done something before, but maybe you haven't even done that scene? You just read it. You know that's coming up. You don't have those memories yeah. of doing that, channeling that. Yeah, um, yeah, that was that. Uh, just trying to really think about. Okay, when I read the script, I read it once. Then I don't read until I know what scene we're doing. Oh, okay, this scene. Because we kind of, we kind of did. We shot it all out of order. Right. And I'll just read that scene literally right before we shoot. Yeah. So I don't look. It's, it's, I mean, I might look kind of look at it and think of what I'll do, but to really study the lines so that I can like it's almost like I'm first time I'm even saying them. So it becomes almost spontaneous. Yeah. Uh, that natural. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I intentionally do that. It's just kind of something that I just do. Like, I'll go, I'll look at it, I'll go, oh, this is a cool script. Then I won't even look at it until we, like, literally shoot. And I go, okay, I remember this. <laughs> look over it, and I go, okay, look through it once. And then when we go shoot, I'm going, okay, what do I take? Okay. <laughs> and then I just, I don't know, I just... That probably Make helps it when it doesn't come out like a robot. You know? Yeah, totally. Because you're not like going over and over. Oh, I should say it this way. I should say it this way. But when I when I just imagine the words in my head, I'm like, and I just kind of say like how it would come out. Like just try to be, um, I don't know. Like just feel the character, I guess, and get into character. Like just not think of how would I say this, you know? Just yeah, kind of be in the moment. Yeah, yeah. totally yeah. in the moment. Yeah. 
I get it. I just I couldn't do that. Yeah. But I get it. <laughs> Mark, you said this was your second film. Uh, is this was this easier to do for you? This was your second one. Is this easier for you? Well, this is my second, uh, what you would call a feature film. Right. Uh, I've done uh, about 11 overall. Wow. Including short films. Oh, my gosh. But, um, you know, as far as it you know, being easier, I would say probably not because, you know, everyone, the projects just get bigger and bigger. I've never been to film school, so this is my film school. Yes. You know, going out it's there. the best film school you can yeah. get is yeah. actually being out there on the yeah. road doing yeah, that. Yeah, just kind of uh, learning, learning hands-on. So you kind of make your mistakes along the way. And um, this was the first project that I did where uh, I had a real, a full crew. And so trying to manage that, and I was also the producer on this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I was craft services on this film. <laughs> I was, I mean, I was a little bit of everything. So it was, it was a big challenge. You know, first one there, set everything up, get all the food ready, yeah. um, help with uh, unloading equipment, get all the lights set up. And then when all that is said and done, then I can get into directing. And so... It was not easier, really, but right. the other ones, you know, it set me up for this. Mm-hmm. But um, so that's that's pretty much what I, what I do with projects <clears throat> is just keep adding on the challenges and keep learning, you know. Yeah. What's your next project? <coughs> um, I also do documentaries too. Okay. I, I'm a I'm a documentary filmmaker, and um, Happy's actually she's the host of the documentaries. <clears throat> it's a it's a series that we started called the Native American Paranormal Project. Oh wow! And we are working on our our fifth feature uh, for that one. Uh, we're hoping to have it released by the end of this month. Is it here in Oklahoma? It, Sorry? Do you guys do a shoot here in Oklahoma? Yeah, we shot this one in uh, at a, at an old Indian church in Sasakwa, Oklahoma. Oh my gosh! Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's that is um, so cool. it's a uh, it's a pretty pretty popular group. Uh, we don't have a Facebook page right now, but we have over 100,000 followers, oh, wow. and um, we we hold we, we shoot these documentaries, <coughs> and, and we tell these stories. Uh, it's a paranormal investigation mm-hmm. as well, um, but we get interviews with, uh, in this case, church members, uh, eyewitnesses, historians, <coughs> and we tell the history of that location, and we we show these documentaries uh, at public screenings. You know, so we want people to come, you know, see, we have nothing to hide. We, everything right. you see is, is real. Nothing is, you know, edited, nothing is fake. And so uh, w- what we find, we, we uh, present it to the audience like you be the judge, you know. Yeah. Well, that's we don't, we be, don't yeah. try to convince anybody that a place is haunted. We just go shoot it and we show you what, what happens. So where do you get your pitches? For, where, do you get your, where do you get your ideas for where to film these? Um, it's usually through, well, now with Facebook, with, uh, with us being on there, we get suggestions daily, you know, messages they want us to come to their reservation, come to their school. And since we started on this project, I'm getting all, a uh, bunch of messages and emails they want us to come to their church. And so just putting the, uh, our work out there, we start getting feedback. When, when we're at public screenings. Uh, during the Q&A sessions, we get yeah. suggestions a lot, too, so that helps. Awesome. That's wonderful. I love that it's Native American, because that's something very unique to Oklahoma. I mean, there's Native Americans everywhere, but I love that it's 
Native American because I'm Native American myself and right. that's something that you don't it's not out there very often right. and not out in the public so I absolutely love that it's Native American and that, I mean it is an interesting angle and that's when we started this four years ago that's what we wanted to do it's not really out there mm-hmm. but we definitely did not want to make it like the ones you see on TV mm-hmm. you know it's nothing like that um, which I think our supporters love about us. It's, it's a very unique stance, and it's something that, like I said, isn't out there. That's a really unique angle. I really appreciate that. Where can people see something like this? Where can, where, where can people see your films? Uh, for the documentary or for... Yeah, either one. The documentary or for, uh, uh, for Violet. For uh, Violet, uh, we don't have a Facebook page right now. Uh, Facebook.com backslash The Violet Movie. Okay. Uh, for the project, uh, for the paranormal stuff, it is uh, facebook.com backslash Native American Paranormal Project. Okay. And Got it. the same thing with my, uh, if you want to just see everything that I've done, it's facebook.com backslash Native Boy Productions. Native Boy? Native, Native Boy. Boy Productions. Fantastic. Well, Matt Williams and uh, Happy Free Joe, thank you very much for joining us and enjoy the rest of the, uh, the weekend. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we are back. It is the 2015 Frack Fest here at the Paramount in Film Row in Oklahoma City. And we just got out of seeing shorts for fanboys. We saw Younglings by Stuart Baker, Modern Issues by Derek Fury, and Tilting at Skyscrapers, directed by Benjamin Pitts, and written by Frank Stacio, and we're joined here by Frank Stacio. I am Frank Stacio. <laughs> Frank, oh my gosh, that was freaking hilarious. Yeah. Thank I you so much, loved guys. It. Loved Thank it. you so much. What? Okay, uh, for those who are just listening, tell okay. us a little bit about this, what, what, what the show is about. It's okay. about nine minutes long. Well, very quickly, um, uh, I got the idea when I first read Don Quixote, which is where the title comes from. Yep. Tilting at skies, uh, tilting at windmills, tilting at skyscrapers. 15, 15, 16 years ago, when I first got to LA, I was in one of my um, obsessive video game compulsion uh, times, and somebody told me, "Hey, you should read Don Quixote." So I did. And the first chapter in Don Quixote is he describes this guy who sits in his library, and he's completely unkempt, and he doesn't take care of his apartment, he doesn't care of himself, he doesn't give a shit about anything. Oh, I'm sorry, about anything <laughs> except for reading these books about knights in, in, in medieval times. And I looked around my apartment as I'm reading this chapter and going, this guy reminds me of somebody. So that's where the idea got in my head. And I've been acting for a long, long time. So I, the idea kind of swirled around in my head for a long time, and I finally wrote the damn thing, and I thought, oh, wow, I should actually make this. Why not? Yeah. So I uh, stole a couple of thousand dollars from a few banks uh, <laughs> that may or may not want the money back. I don't know. They're banks. And, uh, they got it. more, right? So what, it, what, what the, the premise is is that there's a gamer out there and he's obsessive uh, about his gaming and his mind finally snaps and he thinks he's in a video game and his, his neighbor who has a soft spot in his heart for him thinks, so I better, I better tag along so he doesn't get hurt, he doesn't get arrested. And they go on this little goofy adventure and he thinks he blows up um, Los Angeles City Hall. <laughs> and, uh, that's how that, that's how it runs. Yeah, very creative. The entire thing and, and so well edited. How long did it take you to put this together? Um, let's see. Um, we shot over two days. Then we shot a third day. The pickups. The very the very tail end of the film was shot differently than it was originally shot. Um, and then the editor spent a couple, probably about a week, because he was focused on it. 
Um, and then I got really lucky and met Mike Tioli, who, who did the music, mm-hmm. which is just... The music was incredible. Was yeah. it badass? Yeah, it, it was really fantastic. Is. You know what's so amazing about it? Excuse me, is the music isn't just good, it's perfect for the film. Right. It really is. It he, really he, is. He, he, like, took mid-'80s, you know, coin-op video games music and just distilled it into, like, one two-minute, like, yeah. bit. Yeah. And, like, all through the movie, he just kept hitting the mark. Boom, 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 effortless. Boom. And you don't even really notice it until the end, just because right. it works so well with the film. Which it really, was, really brings you in. Yeah. yeah. Which is video game music back yeah. then, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you didn't even pay attention because you were so, like, yeah. well, I was, and he was hopped up so on testosterone. Yeah, right. Like, oh, my God, kill, kill, kill. And then you're like, oh, yeah. And then, like, you like, as you're driving home from the video game arcade, you're humming the song. And that's yeah. what this is like, yeah. That was amazing. Where did, when, when you put this together, once it was finally done, what was your thought once you'd, you'd, you'd seen what you'd written on paper, uh-huh. then up in, in full screen, what was your thought? Um, I weeped like a child. <laughs> Upon the morn, <laughs> you know, it was it was like, you know, it's it's hard to describe. I've been acting for for so long, and, and as an actor, you're completely at the mercy of other people. Right. You know, like you go and you audition and you sing and dance and you go blah blah blah, and then they go, oh great, and they never call you back. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like being the prettiest girl at the prom, I think, and they never call you back, right? <laughs> um, so I finally got to be the guy who said you and not you and you and not you and oh I'm gonna be the guy because I wrote the damn thing it's my yeah. turn yeah. <laughs> give me it give me the mic and uh, so it was incredibly see the thing is is in my day job I'm a computer programmer which I really like because as a as a programmer for anyone who's a programmer out there the thing about being a programmer and, and people who don't code don't get this but it's a really creative process people hand you this problem and say we don't know how to get from A to B this is your job and you go and you figure it out and it's actually really you know for someone who's into puzzles yeah it's a great job and I'm into puzzles and the thing about making this film was I created the puzzle and then I had to figure out how to get it done and then I was inside the puzzle and then I wrapped the puzzle up at the end and it was really amazing it was the ultimate puzzle I was I was the puzzle master (laughs) and the figure outer and the inside of the puzzle yeah. And you know, I felt, I felt a little bit like somebody who's really good at stuff, and I liked it. It was fun. <laughs> oh, you did so extremely, extremely well. And I really enjoyed that. It almost gave a homage to, like, when you're a kid and you're yeah. acting out those video yeah. games. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and you, and then your parents just kind of walking behind you, going, "I know, it's my child. I know." Yeah, I know. No, I, know. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like when I was little. I mean, I'm so old that there weren't really video games. I mean, we had Pong, and we had, you know, that sort of thing, which I guess were video games, quote-unquote. But we didn't know any better. But when I was a little kid, I was really into football. I played football for a long time. And I used to, like, take a pillow and jump over the couch like I was going for a touchdown. And I'd do it over and over and over and over again, you know? Like, I'd get, like, a headache, and I'd keep doing it. And nobody would pay attention to me. They're like... He's gonna, you know, eventually fall asleep, <laughs> and, <laughs> and we don't have just to worry about that. Just let him out. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Don't talk to him. Don't. Just don't let him cheer. do his thing. Don't yeah, and I get up and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know, and everyone was looking at me, and I'd do it for like two hours, and then they were right. I'd fall asleep on the on the on the carpet, and the dog would lick my face, and everyone would go back to bed. That's right. Yes. It was kind of like that feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was sort of like it was. Billy was kind of like, oh wow. Yeah. This guy. This guy was always a little off, but he's a nice enough guy. Maybe I just keep an eye on him. Yeah. And make sure. So, yeah. Make sure doesn't you know exhaust himself to the point of he's running into cars yes but, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or doing something really stupid <laughs> right. yeah no no what's the next thing you got going on uh film wise yeah 
Um, I have a couple of uh, things in the in the works, right wise. I I wrote a script recently. Um, uh, it's a sketch. It's a spoof of beer commercials. Um, excuse me. Where the you know the, the the big geek walks into a huge club with all these beautiful girls. And of course he drinks beer and all of a sudden he's a superhero and everybody wants to be with him. Um, I'm going to do that one first because it's kind of simple and I want to learn how to shoot on an iPhone. Oh, yeah. Because uh, I want to I want to, um, I want to learn that because it's the world is changing yeah. in terms of film and you don't have to spend a ton of money. It's or, becoming far more accessible. Exactly. Really you know, uh, one of my majors in, in, in college was political science. I read a little bit of Marx and Marx always talked about, oh, you know, there's these huge barriers to to production and you can't you know so few of us can reach it you reach it and then you control everything and I don't think he ever talked about well what happened if that barrier just falls to the ground and there's you know everybody on the planet literally has a has a smartphone in their pocket yeah. well what happens if that smartphone allows you to like you know make a movie that that people actually want to see and be as creative right. as you want to be it puts it and in the hands of Everyone. And you literally don't have anyone to answer to. No. That's right. If it takes you $500 and a couple of friends to make a great movie, you don't have to go to, you know, NBC or, no. or Paramount and say, oh, please, can we do it this way? Like, oh, no, the girls won't like it or the boys right. won't it like it. It didn't test well with it youth. It didn't test you well know. with youth. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, something. someday somebody's going to make a film like that and we're all going to get knocked on our ass yeah. and wonder, yeah. whoa, my God, look at this. Remember when number one stories really like came from someplace honest and real? Right. Yeah. And and that's hopefully that will be me and you'll all be looking at me. Wow, I remember that guy when he did. That'd be great. So yeah, that's my next one. And then I've got um, uh, I've got uh, I, I don't know how much I want to actually give away. Because you know I yeah. love the idea of some way some people can contact me, Facebook page or anything like that. Oh Twitter well, can I can I give the URL for the film? Please. Yes, that would be lovely. Okay, it's it's on Vimeo, so it's Vimeo.com forward slash 410-56378 and the password is F-R-A-N-K and the number one. So Frank one and F is capitalized and the rest are lowercase. Okay. Awesome. And they can see so the, the film there. They can see the film there. If they want to like it or, or message me through there, that'd be great. Dude, it's fantastic. Thank it's you great. so much, guys. Thank Mark, you for Frank, 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 Okay. You said that you were making a video game? I'm trying. Okay, yes. I have to hit this because I'm That's a huge right. gamer. Okay. So, it has something to do with the short, correct? It's, right. It has a reference to the short. Right. Um, I, in my day job, I'm a programmer, but I'm not that kind of programmer. I do like data management statistics. Um, you have to watch the short, and as, as, as our two heroes are walking off into the sunset, um, <laughs> he mentions something about, you know, uh, enemies out in the future and the, the video game is about you playing our heroes in the film and going after those enemies that, that aren't in the film. But you have to see the film. You have to watch to, the to film. To understand the reference, so I urge everyone to see the film. Yeah. Yes. Frank, so thank, you, thank you very much for joining us. Guys, thank you. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks so much. <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And we are back. It is the 2015 Frack Fest yes, here at the Paramount in Film Row in Oklahoma City, and we are now talking to Bonsok Wolf uh, about his film that it's going to be airing tomorrow. So you want to make sure and come down here for a. It's called a Good Day to Shoot. Yes. Wolf, tell us about this. Um, this is about a guy. Who wants to be an actor? So he shoots his own film, and he's writing a gangster flick. But then during the production, 
they're mistaken by real local drug dealers as a gangster, so they get get in trouble with real gangster in Toronto. And it's like what what it started as a small joke grows and grows. And so it just gets bigger and bigger from there. Yeah, but then whole the uh, story during the whole the story this main actor the the main character is shooting all the scenes with his camcorder oh okay so does it have like kind of a documentary feel yeah, to yeah. it because yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. shooting it yes oh, so I use like three different types of camera oh wow that sounds really cool that's amazing now how long did it take you to put this together total two years one year writing and another three months of shooting and the rest of it is a pre-production okay how long I mean, post-production. Post-production. How long is the, how long is the film itself? It's a 63 minutes. Okay, that's a long, long piece, and then then to, to really put something together like that is quite an endeavor. Thank you. And in three months, that's not a whole lot of shoot time. Oh uh, yeah, I had to I had to cut it down to production because it is no budget film. Uh huh. It cost me about fifteen hundred dollars for a whole entire film. So I had to like be really tight on yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. There was, I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of, I'm sure there was a lot of planning involved in that. And and did you? How did you decide on Toronto? Oh, I'm from Toronto. Okay, that helps. Yeah, yeah. That helps. <laughs> right. I'm Canadian and Korean, and uh, so you it was had easiest. Toronto. Did you have Toronto in mind when you were writing it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Awesome. Yes. I grew up there. So. How hard is it to get into the film industry? Is that why you decided to do it on your own? Just make it for yourself? Uh, it's just because um, I have no knowledge about the film. Right. I studied fine art, drawing and painting. Never studied film, so I didn't really know what it's, how it's like to shoot a film, film festival, how to get into field. So I just did it myself. You just decided to do it? Just no. because. Yeah, whatever. What's it mean to have your film being shown tomorrow? Main? Yeah, what does it mean to you to have it uh, here going? It's a premiere. It's my first premiere, and it's my first time being in the United States. Oh. And I feel pretty overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. We're excited yeah, to have I'm you pretty, here. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, we're really excited to see it tomorrow. Thank so. you so much. Have you got something else you're working on? Yes. Yes, I'm writing a new script already and planning to shoot next year. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's like simply it's going to be about kill, killing the dead or killing that, kill that. Okay. Oh, and where are you filming that one? That's gonna going to be shooting Korea. Korea. Oh wow. Okay. And Toronto. Right on. International filmmaker. Uh, all over the place. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. We're looking forward to seeing your film. It's uh, there, it's actually going to be airing in uh, here at 1:45. Good day to shoot. Make sure to come down and watch Good Day to Shoot tomorrow, right here at 2015 Frackfest. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. And we are back in the 2015 Frack, Frack Fest at Paramount in, at, uh, in Oklahoma City's Film Row. And well, it's just been a great night. It we've, has. Uh, it's been wonderful. We, I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. We've had, uh, we've had some great, great music as it's been playing here. And just 
we got a chance to see some shorts. Uh, we got to see Younglings mm-hmm. by Stuart Baker. We talked earlier with Tilting and uh, at Skyscrapers with uh, Frank Stacio. We also saw Modern Issues. Right. By Derek Fury. Younglings. Oh, How? my God. I don't, I almost, it's like I don't want to spoil the joke. <laughs> well, the, the, the premise incredible. is just simply these four older guys sitting around, and it doesn't take you long to realize these guys are about our age. They're yes, us. they are us. But this is about 30 to 40 years in the future, and, and they're still having the same arguments. <laughs> same nerd The only thing different is there's been more movies. <laughs> yeah. So they, they, the great thing is they reference these movies that, haven't existed yet yep. so it, it's wonderful but it's just kind of the idea because there's all I've always thought about when we get old we're going to be sitting in these old these folks homes and we're going to be talking yeah, we are. about we're going to be talking about what it was that, that Obi-Wan Kenobi said and then you know, story the consistency yes. of the story that's right. what's canon what's not yep yeah, and, it's going to happen. The EU, and a lot of mentioning about the EU. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that is so wonderful. It was, oh. and so. You need to check out the film. Yeah, Young Younglings. Very well done. I'm going to be pushing that. Yeah. That's awesome. It's um, really uh, fun. Mo- was it Modern Issues? Modern which Issues. It took me a moment. I realized, oh, I got it. Yeah. Issues. <laughs> issues. They're in a, it takes yeah. place in a comic book. And then Houston comic book store that was just amazing. Yeah, it was an amazing comic book store. Um, so, and, and just a lot of fun, uh, real clever. I just love watching these young people who are putting together these films, because no one else is going to help them put together. So they get a, a, you know, as Wolf was talking about, get an iPhone, uh, just do it. Yeah. Anastasia was talking about that. Yes, about yeah. Frank. 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 About um, democratization. Yes. The, the accessibility. Fantastic. You know, hundreds of creative people, thousands of creative people have ideas, and there used to be such a barrier. Yeah. And like Stacia was talking about, that, you know, you, you have millions of ideas that go unseen, and we've got a changing medium here. Yeah. It's great. We're used to it with big companies that would produce your film, where now it's a competition of quality because yeah. everyone can make one yeah. now. Right. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And to we have. benefit. We do yes, from that. Because the, the really great stuff rises to the top. Yeah. So. And we have festivals like these to promote them, which are wonderful. Yeah. This breakfast has been... I, this is my first film uh, festival I've been to, and I, I have just been blown They're away. So great. It's, it's wonderful. W- yes. And wonderful. This, there are still two more days of this. We're going to sign off right now, uh, and we're going to try and keep doing some interviews tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to post this right now so people can enjoy it, and uh, like I said, we're going to do some more film. Uh, in the meantime, you can get a hold of us at Okie Geek Podcast on the Twitter. You can get a hold of us on Facebook, Okie Geek Podcast. Uh, any, any way you want to get a re- in reach of us. And if you can come down tomorrow and on Sunday, it's going to be a lot more fun. There's going to be a lot more films to see. So. Yeah, this is only the beginning. That's it. And so until the next time we, we podcast, keep calm and geek on.